Here's the whistle. Second half, my three subs action from the Center Circle Studios. Angie Zokowski, as promised, is joining us on the broadcast today. She is the head trainer for Memphis 901 FC, and her journey has brought her here to Memphis. And uh, unfortunately, she gets on TV probably more than she wants to because that means somebody is hurt. Angie, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Thank uh, do- you. Doing terrific. It's good to see you. Brody, I got to ask you this because I've heard you talking about you know some of your medical certifications yeah. and, and licenses before. So are you guys going to talk shop? I mean, do I just need to leave the I, room I th- right now? Well, I mean, I think we have to just a little bit, Tim. I mean, I have to know the secret that is magic spray. Okay, well, we can get to that, but... It's like Jerry Curl for everywhere. What? (laughs) Jerry Curl makes your hair look fantastic. I don't care how many times you use it, right? And magic spray, doesn't matter where you use it, it works. Is that the secret of your beard? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Jerry Curl. All right, you talked about how excited you were to have Angie in here. And, yeah. we, and at some point, we do actually have to talk to Angie <laughs> yes. as our featured guest today. Okay. So what, what, what are these certifications? So I'm ACLS and BLS CPR certified. Your BS. Yes, a lot of BS. But uh, yeah, the BLS CPR instructor trainer. Uh, basic life support. Basic life support. And, oh, uh, so he's legit then. Yes. Yeah, something like that. And so, but I've been doing this for eons. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, my my mother and my father both uh, have been in. I'm the black sheep of the family. However, I stuck with radio, and everybody else is doctors. So that is my expertise. And so whenever players go down, uh, especially on the pitch and stuff like that, we're always in the stands, going, "Well, how bad could it have been? You know, <laughs> and and what could it be? Could be a MCL, ACL. Obviously, we see a lot of those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah." On the side of the pitch, do you do the same thing? Do you sit there and look at it this and go, it's probably not as bad as Yes, I do do that quite often enough. Um, I have to watch every single play. So from the minute it develops to when the player hits the ground or more often than not, when it hits the other player. Right. And as I'm watching their limbs fly all the way around, I make sure that uh, as soon as I get out there, they are one breathing, two <laughs> critical. Yes, assess the situation. Yes, assess the situation. Um, that they're conscious as well. Andy, Andy, and are you okay? <laughs> yes. And um, then after that, make sure um, airway, breathing, circulation, everything is good there. <laughs> then, um, by the way, these are like the steps. Like these, it is the this steps is literally the steps that you do. Is the subject dead? No. Okay. Then you go further down <laughs> right. the flow chart. I guess. <laughs> is the power on? Great. <laughs> We've just linked this to IT now. So, Angie, not detecting much of an accent here. Where are you from? I'm originally from South Bend, Indiana. I moved down to Memphis uh, almost five years ago now. Yeah. It will be. Um, I went to school at Ball State University. Okay. And So, no, was no, are you a Notre Dame fan? Or I'm what? 100% Notre Dame fan, okay. and Mulch can back me up. All day, every day <laughs> for that. Coach Queen, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so Ball State, and, and is that where you got your degree? Do you have a degree in athletic training? Or? Yes, okay. I have a Bachelor of Science in Athletic Training. That's what I got um, when I graduated undergrad. And then for grad school, I went to IUPUI. the hell is that? <laughs> IUPUI. It's uh, is that an Indiana University, Purdue U- University, Indiana, or something like that? You are so close. It's Indianapolis. Wow! Well, that's awesome. a shot from like the 30 yard box man that's brilliant 
It is a fun fact. The longest named university in the United States. That was a Jeopardy question too. Oh, really? One time. Do you know what the longest word is? I don't know. It's some fish in Hawaii, oh. isn't it? Smiles because there's a mile in between each S. Ah. <laughs> that did not make Jeopardy. <laughs> Tim with the dad joke. Okay, so you, so so Ball State, yes. IUPUI, and then you came you came to Memphis five years ago. Now there was no 901 FC Correct. here at that time, but I guess before we get to to Memphis, I, maybe we pause for a second. Um, with college athletic training, I'm going to guess you probably had to work a wide variety of sports, which had a wide variety of different kinds of movements. So you've gained a lot of knowledge over this time. How was that working in a college environment for you? I loved working in college athletics and that's was that was my passion and that's what brought me to Memphis. Mm. Um, I had worked anything from field hockey as my first semester sport all the way through swimming and diving, football, basketball, volleyball, um, and even soccer. Diving as well. would be really interesting. It's a lot of fun, especially at the Natatorium in Indianapolis. It's one of the largest facilities. They host Olympic trials. So the swimming and diving team there was one of my favorite experiences. And working in soccer, still technically you do work with diving, but that's another story for another <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. But okay, yes. There's more Oscars involved with that one. Which we, 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 but essentially working all those various sports, I mean, you've gotten a look at all kinds of different scenarios and all different kinds of of preparation, which I assume has allowed you to pretty much write your own ticket on your next move of, of where you wanted to go. So you decided you decided to move to Memphis, or did Memphis come calling for you? Uh, actually, they legit came calling for me. That's awesome. I was um, playing trivia at a bar one night, <laughs> and I got a phone call from an athletic trainer at another university close to Memphis, um, up in Jackson, Tennessee. Is it Union? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked if I wanted to be one of their athletic trainers there because my former head athletic trainer at uh, Ball State University, he helped put my resume out for full-time positions after graduate school. So I applied to Union. They ended up taking the candidate at Christian Brothers University, CBU, Mm -hmm. here in Memphis. So then they took their applicants from Union and gave them to CBU that they didn't choose and That's there was sweet. also yeah. a Ball State grad, so it's kind of come full circle. Yeah, um, networking is key, and I ended up in Memphis, and I've loved it ever since. So I was the assistant athletic trainer at Christian Brothers University for four years. Did you ever have to tape up the guys during the CBU Memphis exhibition soccer games? Because those things oh, get those chippy. Oh, those I worked that. I worked the. The last year that I was at CBU that fall, I worked the Memphis soccer and CBU football. Or not football, but yeah. <laughs> soccer game. Yes. That Pirates football team, you got to watch out for them. <laughs> yeah. They're undefeated. They're we also, are undefeated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Angie Zokowski joining us on the uh, podcast today. She's the head athletic trainer for Memphis 901 FC. So uh, you, uh, you were at CBU. 901 FC, is that your next? Is that your next job, or, or are you working with, a, with a, any kind of private companies during this time as well? What's, what's, what's going on with CBU, and, and, and then the, fill the gap in between sure. there and 901? Sure. Um, it was last summer, uh, 2018, I was asked to help work the professional development team 
for 901. Memphis City. Yes. Yeah. And um, at that point, they were practicing and playing their games on CBU's campus. And as an athletic trainer there, I had access to the training room with water and everything that they needed. So You had all the goods. I did. And so they asked me to cover their practices and games. And so I helped out with that. Well, in the fall, after announcing the official Memphis 901 FC club name, they needed to have tryouts and get players in. So I helped work their tryouts as well. And then come this past February, they also needed me to cover their preseason. And they were like, hey, you know, would you like to be our full-time athletic trainer? (laughs) And of course, I said, yes, I would love to. And I also had um, a former student athlete of mine at Christian Brothers put my name in to select physical therapy as a potential candidate for athletic trainer for the same position. So that's kind of cool though. It was really cool that I was wanted by 901 and I was also wanted from select physical therapy. Is that a private, is that a private organization? Yes. So they have um, quite a few hospitals, rehabilitation centers. They're a huge umbrella organization throughout the country. And I am stationed out of one of the um, Nankana Boulevard offices. Um, Acumed is the name. And so I am a select medical employee and I'm contracted out for the season to Memphis 901 FC. And there are quite a few other athletic trainers throughout the USL League that are also hired through select physical therapy. Do you guys travel with the team? So, like, mm-hmm. your team is 901. Yes. And you know the guys, the guys know you. Yes. And that I, that would be very important, obviously, mm-hmm. to a trainer. Yes. You might be the answer to a trivia question that we just made up. Who is the only person to have been taken by 901 at the open tryouts? You. That is true. And from the PDL. You. Wow. Ooh. You are stat queen. Woohoo. There you go, trivia. <laughs> so, so next time you head down to one of the pubs on trivia night, yeah. you never know. There we go. Might be a part of that. <laughs> Who okay. is Angie Zokowski? Bonus points for spelling my last name right. Wow. There's a Z Ooh. in it. Which is great for Scrabble, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you have a Massive. great Scrabble name. <laughs> Massive Scrabble points. Okay, so 901C is basically a 10-month out-of-the-year job, and you have gone from a college environment where you're doing working with a variety of, of athletes whose you know biggest concerns are you know maybe looking ahead to a professional career or working on their degree to a lot of guys who are th- their health and their livelihoods depend on being out on that field. How how is that dynamic for you? A little bit different from the outside looking in, it looks like it would be ten times more serious. I mean, it's the same job, yeah. but the but the consequences of your actions and, and your knowledge would seem to be exponentially more important at the professional level. That's 100% true. Well, these players, this is their job. So they come to work every day and they're expected to perform. And my job is to keep them performing on the field. So if they're injured, they're not performing as their job duties are described. And that is a workers' comp issue that has to be formulated to get them back sooner rather than having them sit on the side. Um, So my job as the one and only athletic trainer for 901 is to facilitate their care, whether it be um, a day or two resting practice, having them do some rehab exercises on the side or work with our strength and conditioning specialists that, or if it's something that needs immediately looked at from our team physicians, they are sent 
to Campbell Clinic. They are sent for any MRIs, x-rays that day, and that we need to figure out what's going on ASAP to get them back healthy. I think therein lies, though, and, and to back up just a scotch to, to Tim's question. Not a whole bit, just a scotch. Just a scotch, scotch. is do you see or, or do you get frustrated at other trainers who might be very cortisone shot heavy or happy and then come into the professional level where damage has been done. However, the athlete doesn't feel that there's any damage done, but there's clearly tear or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's been so cortisoned up uh, where they don't feel it anymore. Right. And now you're having to deal with the ramifications of such. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. And I've, I've, Full respect for all other athletic trainers in our field. So um, they they knew at that time what's best for that athlete. Right. And they make the decisions on the athlete's care based on the physician. And so they're the ones that do all these procedures, cortisone injections, that kind of stuff. Um, but with me, if they come to me, we try and figure out a plan from the get-go and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Now, Granted, we can't always. Stick Do you to the think plan, there's a lot but... of pressure then from like coaches and or outside to say, "Hey, listen, we got to speed this." Oh, oh, for sure. Professional sports is a whole nother level, so really? it is top tier of, "Hey, we need this person back right away." But I'm so thankful for the coaching staff that we have and the ownership and management. They have been wonderful and supportive throughout this whole process, this whole season, and it's also been a learning learning process for all of us and what we've had a meeting recently enough what didn't work last season what we want to change going forward and what we hope to implement in the future in the next three to five years angie as as the head athletic trainer as you are you're you're the only trainer that's out there i guess you're your own assistant the highlander but then again you needed someone you could trust so there you go (laughs) yes um for Rookies, second-year players, maybe young players on loan. Are you also, in a way, for those that maybe have picked up an injury, a little bit of a psychologist or kind of a a shoulder to lean on and a bartender, too? Oh, yes. Um, Athletic trainers, we wear so many hats. Um, We can... You've basically been a mom. (laughs) Yes, I've gotten that a time or two. (laughs) Soccer mom, as is. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah. As athletic trainers, we are there with these athletes. Um, we have the most interaction one-on-one with the athletes from road trips. So you get that team morale on the bus to, hey, um, this happened over the weekend. Don't tell coach, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we hear anything and everything that comes through the training room. Um, but. We are always advocating for our athletes, no matter what. They are our number one priority. So if they need just a shoulder to lean on or cry on or talk to, or if something else is bothering them um, within their personal life or um, an injury, we're there just to help them get the help that they need going forward. A couple weeks ago, Tim, you brought up the the interesting point of the amalgamation of different, whether it be sociological or uh, just places, you know, from all these players that are coming through, right? And that can be a world of difference in how they communicate. Have you had to, because we have guys from Australia, we have guys Mm -hmm. from everywhere, have you had to, like, uh, 
basically do a translation of how this hurts or or you know that kind of stuff throughout this season for you? Luckily, um, I haven't had to do too much trans translating. I mean, always an owie, but yes, but you do get to know the players, and you do get to know their pain tolerance versus this other player's pain tolerance. So somebody that... A paper cut versus like <laughs> they're missing a limb. Yes, <laughs> yes. And some even that would be missing a limb would still be willing to go out I'm there good. on what the field. Do, bleed on them? So, so that's another thing that you have to um, gauge and you kind of have to give some of those players that, hey, it's just a paper cut. You got to right. get back out there. You got to give them a little bit more of a push than the others. <laughs> okay. And, and I've had the opportunity to be out at several of the team practices, cover, you know, covering it and, and for the broadcast end of everything. And, and I see the work that you do. And I would suspect your, your days on morning training sessions start pretty early. What's a typical day for you, if you don't mind walking sure. us through that and just letting us see through your eyes? Sure. Um, practice starts usually at 9 a.m. And that means the training room is open two hours prior. So I usually get there between 6.45 and 7 a.m. Let's say if you're not training at AutoZone Park and you're at one of the uh, area schools or something, is the training room going to be there or do the players need to go to us? Nope. They all show up to AutoZone Park uh, every day. So that is our home base. Okay. Um, the coaches' offices are there. Our team equipment manager, his office is there, and the locker room's there. So what we do is um, I usually have the locker room set up either the day before or that morning. I'll have their uh, water and Powerade in the locker room. Uh, Players will kind of come in between 7 and 8 a.m. and grab their breakfast. They'll come to the training room, get treatment or taped. And then there's usually a coach technical meeting at 8 a.m. or 8.15 a.m., depending on if there's film that day or not the coming match that week and then after the coaches meeting we all load up our cars and head to MUS is where we had been doing most of our practices so that takes about 20 minutes to get there so we usually arrive 9 45 they do a little 5v2 warm-up and then um, we get on with practice right at 9 a.m. practices usually last an hour and a half to hour 45 minutes max and then we all load back up, head back to AutoZone Park, and ice baths are ready, post-practice treatments are ready. The guys all get showered and changed in the locker room, and then they head off and do That's interesting. whatever who, they do. Who capped the the timeline for hour 45? It was it's a- not really a, a set cap, but okay. I've kind of noticed that's a good time frame because I've – I've worked college athletics, and those practices could last upwards of two, two and a half hours for any sport. I guess at the professional level, you don't need that extra conditioning during practice. These players know what they need with their bodies on the side, so they'll do whatever they need on their own. Practice time is dedicated to work on whatever for the week's plan is, tactics to get the result for that weekend. And so that's what we focus on in practice, and that's what our main objective uh, main objective is for that time frame of practice. I bet you go through more water here than you did at IUPUI. Oh, yes. <laughs> Plenty more. Um, they stay well hydrated throughout the day. Even after practices are done, it's more important to rehydrate 
and care for your nutrition and your body after practices. I want to talk about a little myth, Tim, real quick about hydration. You mentioned having a Powerade and a water Mm -hmm. in the locker room before and after. It's always there, yes. What, in in your opinion, and there's a right and wrong answer to this, Tim, by the way, uh, what is the ratio of Powerade to water, and should you drink both during and after before your games. I'm sorry I didn't warn you about this beforehand. <laughs> I'm sorry, Angie. Oh, it's fine. This is, but this is one of those things where like a kid is like, oh, I drink a Gatorade. I'm good. No, well, no. <laughs> Sit down. Get a water. I don't like water. Shut up. <laughs> I'm interested I'm, to hear this now that he's thrown the question. That, right. that, that's actually a really great question. See? Yeah. Um, I have them once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> it does depend on the environment factor for the day. So depending on the weather, depending, depending on the it's called wet bulb globe temperature so that's the amount of moisture in the atmosphere because your body can't wick away the sweat so it could stay on you and it could make you colder so once you finish your activities you need to get the wet clothes off of you and get into dry so that your body doesn't go into a hypothermic state this is why i'm naked after (laughs) like an ewok I was wondering why you have that HR waiver in your broadcast booth over at 101.9. I just have them on, you know, constant flow. All right. So, yeah, but that is important yeah. to, to keep that, what I call the sticky moisture off. Yes. And then uh, the good moisture mm-hmm. in. Uh, and, and so that ratio then, the, mm-hmm. is, how important is that then for hydration? Because that could mean yes. a world of difference. It definitely can. And um, that ratio is important. So, there isn't a set one that I tell the players everyone's different, but at least I have the availability of the water and the power there for them to drink. Most of the time, if it's a intense drill, they'll take a sip of water, they'll take sips of Powerade, and then they'll sip water at the end. Mm-hmm. Again, um, two to one. Yeah, if you will. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. That 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 was my ratio. It was always two to one. If you drink a, a Gatorade, one Gatorade, mm-hmm. you have two waters. Mm-hmm. Either pre or uh, one pre, one post, or both post, or whatever have you. But yeah, that's the ratio, two to one, Tim. So she was correct. Yeah. All right. Dead on. <laughs> she <laughs> knows her stuff. Hundred percent. Very. She's she's very the good. Highlander. There All can right. be only one. <laughs> Angie Zokowski is joining us this morning and and uh, or this evening, which, whichever time you turn whatever, this thing on. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. It could be in the afternoon too. It could be on your lunch break. Uh, she's the head trainer for Memphis Nine Hundred One FC. And let's talk a little bit about last season. There was an incident during a match, and I I wondered what happened during that. And I was hoping you could share with me as much as you can. I'm going to wind the clock back to July 6th. Memphis 901 FC versus Hartford Athletic. It was a banner night because Elliot Collier got his got his hat trick, and I know he just about ran out of gas at that point. I don't know if he did two to one or not on electrolytes and all that stuff. But about seventy to seventy five minutes into the match, um, Ewan Grandison sustains a head injury. Yes, oh, yeah. and then my gosh, <laughs> like within 10, 12 minutes, he's back on the field yeah. before yes. the end of the match. Can Looking you take- cool like a pirate too. <laughs> he was. He was. If he had had a sword, it would have been perfect because awesome. his head was bandaged <laughs> yeah. up. Can you walk us through uh, as much as yes. you can share with us what happened, where did where did y'all take him, and what did you do to him as much as you can tell us, and uh, you know what was the protocol to get him back on the pitch? Correct. Um, so as I'm seeing this happen live, the 
Ewan and uh, opposing player went up for a header. Well, Ewan, we all know, is a Hulk and a beast. So <laughs> could be a running back, couldn't he? He, right. he could, indeed. And um, so they both collide heads um, and they both go down. Well, immediately the referee waves us on and I'm already halfway sprinting out there by the time he waved us on because I see a pool of blood coming from Well, and at this point you're probably head. thinking head trauma, head yes. injury, like yeah. concussion, mm-hmm. all these protocols running through your head at this point, yes. right? Yes. So my main objective out there at that point is to stop the bleeding. So I just grab my towel um, and just hold his head <laughs> But I have one hand behind his head and one hand holding the towel and just putting pressure on it because any slight cut to your face region will bleed like none other. Yeah. It's you're, just you're so like much. Yeah, there's so much capillaries in your face. It's just bleeding everywhere. So um, I walk him over with the towel, still putting pressure on his head to the sidelines. What's his mental state at this point? Oh, he wants to get back out there. He's <laughs> I'm fine. Yes, in those exact words. Oh, I'm fine. I can do it. Um, You're bleeding, sir. Yes. Oh, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> so at that same time, I'm also checking for signs and symptoms of a concussion right. from the traumatic blow. Um, and I'm asking him questions, making sure he's alert, oriented. Um, and then I get him over to the sidelines, and our team physician is also there. And so there's only maybe seven minutes left in the game and we have um, like over, not overtime, but extra, extra, yeah, extra time on there. So we were playing a man down because he, I made sure he didn't have any concussion symptoms. He, he was fine otherwise than that. And um, with the pressure, I was able to put gauze right on top of the, the wound on him. And I just took pre-wrap and then um, stretchy tape all the way around his head to keep it on there, the pressure, right. and made sure there's no blood on the jersey, and he went back off, out off there on how, the field. How big was the gash? That you didn't have to use any kind of glue or anything um, like that? We knew it was big enough that um, he was going to need some stitches, some stitches after the game. So for It the was time in the brow being, area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those almost always, because they, they just spread so nice. Right. They mm-hmm. butterfly. Yes. They go but we got him back out there. He finished the game, a little nip and tuck in the locker room, and we're all set. So you did it there in the lot. You just stitched it right there. Yeah. So most uh, USL teams, they all have our team physicians on the sidelines. And are those independent, or are those they're sanctioned by the team? Those are pre-approved contracts from the team. Okay. So we work through Campbell Clinic, and they okay. are our team physicians for the games and um, anytime we ever need them, as well. And so. Most um, most teams also have a physician on the sidelines wherever we go as well so that if a player would need to see them or if they need stitches during or after the game, um, our team physician is available to stitch them up. Get in them, the them Are you more training. of a fan of the Durabond or the, or the stitching? I've done a pretty good Durabond <laughs> and some butterfly strips. For Actually, it was a men's soccer uh, player in college, like when I was in uh, grad school, yeah. it was our tournament, and I told the team physician that we'll need a um, the stitch afterwards. And after I butterfly stripped it and everything, kept him in the game. Our team physician came and he goes, "This is good. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> stitch it. You, you did a great job." I said, "You glued Thanks. it back together just right." <laughs> right. So it all worked out. So. I love Dermabond just because you glue yourself back together. <laughs> is this like your favorite interview ever? Absolutely. 
110%. You're having a blast here. I am. A- anything, I am. anything else? We got a few minutes left with Angie well, here. Anything I, else you want to ask her? Yeah, I need mm-hmm. to know, speaking of injuries, yes. we, we did, and we talked about this at the, at the Open, we saw two rather serious injuries, uh, both of which, happy to report, they're okay. Tr- Tristan and Raul, right? Raul. Correct, yes. And I want to know, when the video comes out of Raul playing in that hallway, where he's bouncing the ball, he's juggling ball, sitting on his bottom, juggling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and 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 the ball's going ninety to nothing at this point. As a trainer, did you go, "What are you <laughs> doing, sir?" You know, or or was that like, "Oh yeah, that's training," and and that's how you guys are are right. rehabbing, or or you know, what's your right. thought process with that one? Um, I I saw the video and I was very proud of Raul because <laughs> okay. he he is um. At that point in his rehab, he was stable enough to be starting to do some exercises, incorporate uh, little soccer balls, but he wasn't doing any movements or cutting that would affect the ACL graft or anything. Okay. So he was in a controlled environment, and he was doing a sports-specific kind of drill, and it was incorporating his love for soccer, and I didn't want to take that away. I didn't want to... Um, cause it's also a mental thing to get back into it and right. get comfortable again, performing his soccer duties and to that capacity, to yes, that to level. that, to that same level that he was at before. Right. So, um, I was very impressed to see, seeing that and, uh, very encouraging and very happy outside eyes. Him. We were sitting there going, what is he doing? He just had an eight. This is a bad injury. What are you doing? dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, go sit good. down, go, go prop that thing up. <laughs> he was good. <laughs> Elevation. <laughs> and then Tristan Tristan is is healthy again. He, yeah, he was really good at the beginning of last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is uh, currently back in Trinidad, and he's working with their national teams. He's continuing his physical therapy there, and um, he'll be back with us early next year as well. So, I got a couple other just general questions. Um, What's in your tool belt when you run out on the field? Magic. We see you on TV, I, and, you, and you have this tool belt of yeah. all these things like MacGyver. And, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and in fact, when I, when I bumped into you down at the uh, brass door, I almost didn't recognize you because you didn't have the tool belt on. <laughs> I know. I'm a different person outside of it. But uh, what 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 all do you have on there? Please say magic spray. Please bring it. I do have some magic yes! spray. <laughs> That's number one in there. Um, obviously, gloves and um, lots of gauze. Uh, I also have tape, uh, any and all kinds of tape, from just regular white tape to pre-wrap to tape. stretchy tape. <laughs> yep. All the above there. I have some medicines, so if someone needs uh, electrolyte replenishment, I can give them a little electrolyte tablet, tablet salt tab. Um, what else do I you have? You have the foot-long swabs? I The cotton swabs? <laughs> I have a shorter one, but oh, okay. yes, I do have some of those. I have uh, tongue depressors. And um, I have scissors. Oh, gosh. Scissors, scissors. is number one thing yeah. all athletic trainers need on them. Um, but, yes, that's that's all that I got in that magic kit of mine. Because you have to go out there just sprinting mm-hmm. with all that stuff just jangling on a, on a tool is belt. Is the first thing out of your belt, though, like the magic spray? In the sense that, like, pretty okay, Yes, pretty much. Like, <laughs> that is the most placebo effect thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my entire life. Tim and I joke about it a lot where you see these trainers run out and they're just sh- 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 spraying all over. There's a cloud of, you know, white dust everywhere and they're like the the player pops up and like, "Oh, I'm fine." It's like, 
Was mm-hmm. it really that bad? <laughs> What's in sometimes, that spray? <laughs> sometimes they just need an extra few minutes to recollect themselves a lot of times. And uh-huh. yes, but most of the time it's just okay. a spray. Okay, we're on the audio spectrum here, so you don't have to say a word, but just among the three of us, do the players have a code word that they can <laughs> tell you when they're down <laughs> to let you know that I'm okay? I just need to kill a minute here to either A, Catch a catch my wind or B <laughs> kill some clock. Some Blink clock. Yes. once for yeah. Oh, you're gonna answer that. Um, I'm just gonna say I've helped out in a few instances of uh, a <laughs> few extra minutes on the clock, a time or two. We knew it. Was it was it maybe? Oh well, I can't find the tape. Where in the heck is where in the heck yes. is the tape? <laughs> I was um I was refilling in air quotes refilling water bottles. For a minute, and uh, I love this. I can't believe you're actually telling <laughs> yeah, us I know, this. this is great. I love this. Okay, so you're filling water bottles. Keep, keep it on the DL, yeah. though. Um, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I was refilling water bottles, and um, I heard the referee calling for me. But I knew that there may or may not have been a injury. Right. Air quotes air quotes again. Quotes. Yeah. So, um, as I was summoned, I. Casually look for the player, and I'm, oh, okay, there they are. So I do a little jog. I had to make it a little bit more urgent jogging out there. Um, And then just stretched a little cramp. So I think it was just just a little few (laughs) minutes off the clock. Is there a different scream uh, coming from the guys? Like, you know, like the the hurt scream versus the, oh, yeah. uh, Just come and look at me for a second and tell me I'm good. Yes. Tell me I'm pretty. Yes. There's... Once in again in a college setting, there was a very bad injury that I had to assess, and I heard the scream before the referee even called me out there, and I was already on the field yeah. for that. That that was a bad one, but luckily there hasn't been too not, many. Knock on wood for this. But if we do our jobs well beforehand and we take the proper preventative steps we hope that we don't have to do any of these bad injuries sure. going forward so that's that's more of our job to prevent these from happening than be reactive but we are the ones that are there that will take care of them if that does happen i know that you've got a lot of experience angie but do you get nervous before a match since you don't know what's going to happen out there regarding the, the the physical wellness of of the people you're in charge of sure um there are that it's funny because some games I do have like intuitions or weird inclinings about something happening. I'm like, oh, hopefully it's not Highlander, today. Tim. Hopefully not today. She but can see um, the future. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, ev- everyone gets nervous and a little bit before the matches and stuff. I just um, rely on our other team physicians that are with me, and we make sure our EMTs that are always on site know the proper protocol if there would be an emergency and um we practice that and so hopefully in travel days how at what point do you find the nearest hospital like is that on the itinerary so just because i'm I'm curious because whose job is that is that your job coming into the town or Mm -hmm. is that when you get there they're like by the way here's the hospital so it's always good to look up minor meds or hospitals or pharmacies once you get to town, especially mm-hmm. if you need it. Um, but also with the USL, we have a great athletic trainer support system throughout the East and West divisions. So 
there's been emails and a phone list that's been exchanged. So we have the home team's athletic trainer's contact information. If we were to need anything, we'll just send them a message or call them, and they'll be able to help direct us in the right direction. You got a lot on your plate even before the match and, and during mm-hmm. travel. There's a lot of logistics that go in to what you do so that you can you can quickly react. Angie Zokowski, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I know for Brody, this is oh, this I could is talk for hours. This is like <laughs> this is like Christmas for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could literally talk for hours. But we've enjoyed having you on. Th- thank you for being a guest. We'd love to maybe have you back. Uh, sometime uh, in in the near future yeah. and, and talk about because I know I know rosters change things yes. change and would love to just maybe talk to you maybe coming up on a, on a next big tournament or something yeah. if we see a rash of injuries mm-hmm. you know during maybe a World Cup or the right. Euro or something like that would love to have you back on if that would be something uh, you know you'd be yes, up for for sure thank you all so much for having me or next on my three subs a soccer odyssey. I love talking soccer, but I also love talking about real estate, too. And, and people ask me about both a lot. And one of the big questions I get in real estate is, how's the housing market? The housing market looks great, and interest rates are near historical lows. And really, it all comes down to when is the time right for you. If you're ready to make your move, give me a call. Tim Van Horn at Cry Like Realtors. 901-756-8900 is my office number. Brody, can I give him my cell number? Oh, I can? Okay. 901-262-5000. That's my cell phone. You can also go to my website, timvanhorn.com. I can help you with your move around the block, around the city, around the state, and even around the world, too. I have a network of relocation certified agents just ready to help you. They are dying for your business, and I can put you in touch with those. All it takes is pick up the phone, give me a call. 901-756-8900. That's my office number. You can call me at my cell, 901-262-5000. Or just go online. Check me out at timvanhorn.com. That's timvanhorn.com with Cry Like Realtors. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. And we have added time to the podcast. I think that had to be one of the most enjoyable segments I've had, just not necessarily from a co-host standpoint, but from just sitting back and listening to Angie and you talk about (laughs) the medical field. It's enlightening, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, it was fun. I found it very intriguing how we're right but not really right when it comes to the fan service where, oh, they're not really hurt. Yeah, maybe they are hurt, you know, <laughs> with the rolling on the ground and, and whatever. There, there's different signals that they would pass by, uh, you know, so that quite revealing uh, exchange there. It was great Angie. to have Angie in because, I mean, the, the just the extensive background that she's had yeah. with all the different sports and then having to, I didn't realize, I mean, I know you have to pay attention, but when, when you hear it through their voice, uh, about how she has to constantly pay attention to every play, mm-hmm. not just somebody falling to the ground, but you know, bumping into another player. Okay, well, could something innocuous, uh, what seems to be innocuous, be actually something pretty serious? Well, here? that you know, you go to the head, you know, yeah. anything to the head. That was really interesting. Where she was like, "No, we knew that we had to be on the scene that for that one. That was like right out there." And we, because we were in the stands, I remember watching that match. I was sitting right behind you, and we were like, "He bumped his head." Get up. You're <laughs> fine. And you're like, no, no, there's blood on the ground. And, you, and, you, and it was interesting to hear you two talk about the you know, the eyebrow area, and, and mm-hmm. she talked about the numerous capillaries there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it, is, uh, it, it was a great discussion, and hopefully she'll want to come back real soon and maybe have some other topics, because I think we just scratched the surface when it oh. came to what Angie knows and, and, and can share with us. And then uh, op- open our eyes to just how serious some of these 
what seem to be not so serious in- injuries, they could be that serious. Yeah. So uh, she maybe give us a little deep dive on on some of those uh, injury reports that we get from across the season and uh, even here in the USL. And I appreciate the two to one hydration, by the way, too. Oh yeah, you didn't the, know the, that? the water, the water, and then water slash power aid, yeah. water. Yeah. yeah that's... So that, that was pretty good. Uh, by the way, got an email. Uh, Brody wanted to share with you and everybody. I got it. I got an email from. Um, it was in regards to last episode with Don Deweese, the owner of Gibson's Donuts, who was a professional soccer referee. The for, reason why I'm fat. Uh, the reason why <laughs> a, a, a lot of us go to the gym on January the first. That's right. Uh, but uh, he was a referee in the NASL and in the MISL, and he had a great story about. Then Kansas City Comets coach Rick Ben Ben, yeah. kind of losing his mind on him over giving a penalty to a player he knew would harm him later on down in the in the playoffs in the yeah. name of Paul Child. Well, I got an email from Rick Ben Ben. Oh, uh, no kidding! Who just retired in the last two weeks after twenty plus years as the head coach at the University of Missouri Kansas City. Dear Tim Ben Horn, you are a jerk. <laughs> you know, actually, it was just the opposite. He actually really? he actually wrote back, was really kind, said thanks. He says a lot of the stories that Don shared uh, really took him down memory lane, and that it was outstanding. And he wishes uh, not you know not just Don, but also Kyle Rowe Jr., uh, Coach Tim Mulqueen, who he knew from when Mulqueen was coaching the goalkeepers at uh, Kansas City yeah. in MLS. So uh, a lot of people. Um, Come across this podcast that yeah. know each other. Look and at us bringing just, the world together. We are, we are bringing everybody together. But uh, uh, congratulations, Coach Rick Benben, on your great career in coaching and your service yeah. to the game. Uh, just retiring now from University of Missouri, uh, Kansas City. The ruse. The ruse. Yes. Uh, this podcast has been no ruse. We've been 100% no. legit, and we want 100% <laughs> legit thank you for listening to us. And I want to thank Brody for making sure we uh, we get uh, uploaded and taken care of here. And by the way, you can always reach us at That's My right. Three Subs Podcast. Uh, you can do that on Facebook, also on Twitter. Uh, my Three Subs uh, is it My Three Subs Soccer Pod Soccer on, Pod on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And then my three subs podcast at gmail.com with any thoughts, compliments, angry exultations, any of those uh, put to the attention of Brody Scott. We'll make sure he gets those. He gets those. <laughs> we uh, actually right do read them all, so <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of fun. And, and next week, we got the big holiday special yes. coming up. And yes. we have a very special guest, not actually just one, but we've got multiple special guests. I think you're going to love this. We're going to have some fun stories, and we can't wait to get that uh, to you. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and uh, let us know if there's anything that uh, you would like for us to talk about. We yeah. Will- We will definitely take that into consideration. Until then, for Brody Scott, I'm Tim Van Horn, and this has been My Three Subs. There's the whistle. Thank you for listening. Check out more My Three Subs podcast, a soccer odyssey, at 1019kissfm.com and on the iHeartRadio app.